let's all just pretend we're sort of in a bar at an FBA conference or an IFA convention and, um, and talk about, you know, what's happening. And, you know, there's so many things with the PPP loans and how do we survive and do we cut royalties? And, and I do want to spend a little time just giving you some, you know, what I'll call notes from the field, right, of, of what's really happening with um, some of our clients and what are people really talking about. And, uh, but more importantly, I, I'd say sort of string out some of the, the conversations that we've had from people about, you know, what do we do next? I mean, as this thing rolls out and there's so much uncertainty, but we're really dealing with, you know, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, um, franchisors, um, brokers, consultants who are on this call, you know, we're all playing in that same sandbox and we wouldn't play in this sandbox unless we were comfortable with risk, comfortable with uncertainty. So, you know, how do we position ourselves? How do we position ourselves as professionals for what comes next? Now, I think, and, and maybe you've heard this, so if I'm repeating it, although I think it, it bears repeating, um, this is the calm before what um, the storm, although maybe that's a bad analogy. This is the, this is the lull before a potential boom. Um, you know, I've been in franchising. Those of you who know me, um, you know, I'm a franchise attorney. We represent about 250 brands, mostly emerging brands. I've had my firm for for 10 years now. And before that, though, I sold franchises and I was a franchise broker. So I come from the sales and development side of things. Yes, I'm an attorney. So a big part of my job is to tell you, no, you can't do that. You're going to get in trouble. But I also like to couch it in, hey, why don't we think about it this way for growth? So, you know, I've been through obviously a couple of recessions in, in the last couple of decades. And, you know, you always see, I believe the biggest pain point, it's funny, I was about to write an article that now seems um, very dated, but which was, you know, how do we deal with uh, this really low unemployment in terms of franchise development? Because I think that has been the biggest drag on the industry over the last year, which even eight weeks ago seems like ancient history. But unemployment has been a real drag. So now you shift and you start thinking about the unemployment numbers or talk, people talking about. And, you know, it's amazing, right? The lights just went off. Hopefully everybody on this call, their family, they're safe. It also depends where you are regionally. We're in Philadelphia and, um, you know, right next to New Jersey. We also have an office in Long Island, New York, which has been hit pretty hard. Um, you know, I have some pretty direct connections to people who've had the virus. Thank God. Nobody, you know, everybody's kind of, uh, wrote it out, but um, we got turned off pretty quick. So it's, you know, we're coming on like three or four weeks now of things not being normal. As it rolls across the country in the middle of America, you know, things are getting more and more shut down. So, you know, when does this come back on? I, I don't, none of us can control that. And something I tell my kids, something I like to sort of te teach to, to clients is you say, you stress about things you can control, things that are out of your control, you just have to play it out. So what is in our control? You know, what do we need to do as an industry to be thinking about what we can't, we, we're not going to come up with a cure for this. We're not going to come up with, um, with, with any sort of uh, way that this is going to stop none of us. So, you know, ultimately it's probably not going to happen um, for a while. It could be a couple of weeks. Those of us in the restaurant, I mean, a lot of restaurant clients are feeling real pain right now. Even when things turn back on, um, the psychology of things that are happening in America may not come back so quickly. So we have to really be thinking about ourselves. But, so here's the silver lining. You know, things will slowly start to return to normal. 
But what won't probably happen is you probably won't get the employment to run back, you know, the person who was getting that six figure job. And so for the franchise brokers on the call and for the emerging franchisors, that kind of employment. Now, you may have to rethink your business model. You may have to shift as a restaurant or um, a service business, or if you're in entertainment or travel, you may have to make some course adjustments of what that new reality is. But I think you have to really be thinking about um, franchise development coming. So my main theme, I mean, the main that Chelsea and I were talking about, you know, um, an idea for this webinar um, and as she said, I don't, I don't really love PowerPoints. Those of you who have been to my meetings that I host at the Philly Franchise Association, we do it as an open forum, an open discussion. I think people learn more by just talking it out. So, you know, on that point, feel free to, you know, throw out questions and, and we'll just talk about this. Um, but my main theme is how do you want to be, how do you want to be viewed? I heard this, I think I heard this on a, on, on a station. So this isn't my idea, but I'm, I'm going to repeat it is they said, you know, it's very rare that you get to really consciously understand that you are living through your own legacy. So as a business owner, you're living through your legacy right now. What you do today, how you treat all your stakeholders, how you treat your vendors, your employees, your franchisees, your prospective franchisees, how we treat one another in the industry, how the franchisors treat, you know, the brokers, how the brokers treat the franchisors is going to really be remembered. So I always, I have been, my main theme is in October when leads are coming in and people are calling your franchisees for validation now more than ever, how have you handled that? And listen, if you're a big company, like some of these big companies that just say, oh, stop paying your royalties, we're fine. That's not practical. I think you have to be smart. I think you have to make that value proposition to the franchisees. Some people are deferring. If you can, it's not a bad idea to recognize that pain. But I think if you can't, you shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't, you know, you should just have a conversation. Get the franchisees in your system to understand you're in this together. The health of your system coming out of this is going to be very impactful for them as franchisees. So this is not the time, honestly, to call your lawyer and club. So the big message is you have to be calm. You have to be the calm leader. You have to be that, you know, I, I think the best public speech given in this whole crisis has been the queen, if anybody's seen that. Um, basically, things will get better. Stay calm. And you want to be the one that your franchisees are looking at as this is the person who was calm. Um, this is the person who was calm and just, you know, was was someone I could lean on because uh, I think that's what I was saying that you know you think of your forbearance and you think of the banks and they're giving some patience but I was reading about you know some of the restaurants and the PPP loans you know these people who are out of business for eight weeks they're they may not even be they don't even have the customers going but we'll all come back so what can you do with this time now you have to survive that's number one plenty of webinars plenty of people but also you know this is the time that when you want to get into the weeds and you want to think tactically, if you have franchisees who were, I mean, I just was talking to a client of mine and there was a franchisee who was really on the bubble, was really struggling. They were an emerging brand. Um, but quite frankly, two months ago, the council was, let's kind of try to get them to do it as a resale so we don't have to show it as an item 20. One of the best things that happened in the 
great recession in 2008 that I remember. I had a boss. I was on the franchise development side. I was. I didn't start the firm until 2011. One of the best lines that I think uh, my boss said, he said, never waste a good recession. Never waste a good crisis. This is the time to basically trim and no one's going to notice. So, you know, if you're an emerging brand who's been afraid of having stores closed, you've been holding on to some of these really weak performers. Maybe now's the time to say, listen, cut your losses on these folks in a kind way, not driving them out. But if they don't reopen, don't, you know, change the circumstances have changed. So, and for the franchise brokers, you know, when we come out of this and you're looking, it's a whole different evaluation. You know, stores are going to close and stores are not going to reopen. You know, they may have been paying too high a rent. Maybe their landlords are not going to be as kind to them as what we're preaching here. So when all of this stuff sort of um, spins around, you have to be, you have to think about what do I want the business to look like in the third and fourth quarter in anticipation of 2021. Um, at, I'm a big believer that things will start to return to normal. And for instance, we're advising our clients. There's all kinds of stuff right now, right? Indiana, oh, you can wait on your um, FDD. You can wait on this. You can wait on delays. Don't grab the delays. There's no reason. You know, you're, you're in process. You have your FDD in process. Now we're, if we have clients who are struggling from a, I'm, I'm preach, practicing what I preach. We have a conversation. We defer. We'll do something. We'll work it out. But don't stop. Because if you stop, if you put your head in the sand, if you just say, I don't know, the world has stopped, so don't update my FDD, I'm not gonna do my financial statements, you know, try to get the funding, try to keep the lights on, because no matter what, back in the weeds here on the FDD, no matter what, if you pause and others don't, the state, right, everybody's going through the same thing. Everybody's at home, everybody's fighting with a slow internet and things are crashing, everybody's readjusting to this, including, all the people who are at these registration states, your accountants with the CPAs. If you were 80% there, get over the finish line. Even if you don't sell an FDD or disclose anybody for two months, who knows? As I said, don't stress about what you can't control. So if in June, we're back to normal, which we probably won't be. If in August, we're in September, whatever that date is, when, when the curve starts to come back and people start to kind of crawl out of the woods and start talking again, whatever that date is, you want to be ready. You want to be ready. You want to have your FDD. You want to be buttoned up. Use this time. You know, if you're going to get, um, if you've been paying people on payroll and you furloughed them and you're able to get this PPP loan, which we could do a whole seminar on that and, and you know, people are doing that. But if you get that money and these people come and you, you're able to bring your team back in for eight weeks and, you know, your franchisees are shuttered or you have some things to do and you have some spare capacity, this is the time to pull out the operations manual to think about the initiatives that you were be thinking about. You know, we're hibernating. We're hibernating as a business community. So when we're hibernating, use that time while we're home to think deeply. Go, I mentioned, you know, 70 degrees, went, took a walk. We're doing it. You know, we have a big investment in our software and our map system. We've been spending this time, although we're super busy because of the registration season, but we're obviously not outward marketing to people right now. We're using that time and that energy um, to think about how are we positioned? What can we do for our clients? What kind of initiatives have we put on the back burner because we haven't been thinking about it? Um, and that's how I think you really need to um, you take advantage of it. It's every crisis, 
there's an opportunity. Every time there's a disaster, there's an opportunity. And so things are very fluid right now. And what my, my, my main takeaway is to just, the rules have changed. So when you're thinking about weak stores that can close, um, okay, so this is, um, when you're thinking about weak stores that can close or, or, you know, don't worry about that. When you're thinking about, you know, item 19, I had a question from a client the other day. Oh, and I have another, I have a question that just came through. So I will, um, Is that the one on the Q and A box. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's on the zoom. It's on the chat. Oh, there's a difference between Q and A and chat. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, all right. So can I speak about the, uh, the potential forgivable loan? If you bring people back to work, do I feel the loans will be forgiven? So, um, you know, I don't have the full information uh, or I have as much as information, right? Probably maybe more because I have spent a, a great deal of time. I do think they'll be forgiven. Um, I think it's pretty straightforward. The good news is you're not signing personally. So these are not the traditional SBA loans where you're signing personally. That's risky because obviously you're taking these loans. But if you bring people back, um, I think that you can know. Uh, the question is, do you need to bring them back prior to applying or can you wait until you find out? Yes, from what I understand. And by the way, I think the best practice also is if you have a relationship or lending with your local bank, go through that. But from what I understand, you actually, the forgiveness is the eight week period from the day you get the money. So if you get the money on May 1st, you have eight weeks that you get reimbursed for the payroll. So I actually think you're probably better off with your employees who are getting that bump of unemployment and some of the things, keep them kind of on furlough. Um, and then if you bring them back, it's what will, what does your employment look like after that? So I wouldn't make any drastic decisions. Cash is king. I mean, if you lay people off because you're thinking I need to survive, keep them laid off. I mean, we have to conserve cash. We have to survive. We have to get through this. Hibernate, just hibernate while you're there. Think about your business, right? Hibernate, but don't fall asleep, maybe, is the theme. So um, so I do think if you bring back people currently who are collecting unemployment, I think you let them keep collecting unemployment. You wait until you get the funding, and then you bring them back. Um, and then I believe that the I believe that the reimbursement is going to be scaled based on how many people you bring back and at what dollar amounts and all of that. Um, but I don't think you'll be obligated. So, you know, you just have to make that judgment call as a business owner and it's limited, right? It's only eight weeks or so. So we need to be thinking about where do we stand in September or October? So you might have to have a frank conversation. You might have to, you know, ask people like me, ask your banker, think about this stuff. Think about how do you get to the other side? Um, you know, the advantage of being a franchise company, and this is good for, for the brokers also to hear, uh, the advantage of being a franchise company is typically, you know, your overhead should not be commensurate with your revenue in the same way that um, if you're a service business and you have a lot of that and you have, you know, that cash flow and every 60 cents of every dollar that comes in is already is very variable. Now, the bad part about that is you have fixed costs. And if your royalty starts coming in, that doesn't necessarily help help your fixed costs. So I think you got to be thinking about survival. I mean, I think you have to be thinking about cash. Um, also, don't discount those other federal loans. There's the federal disaster recovery loans that you can apply for in addition to the PPP loans. You just can't use the money for the same thing. So if you're using the eight weeks of payroll, wherever you go. Now that is, from what I understand, kind of a disaster. I think you should go to the SBA website and fill out the form and get it. You don't have to take it. 
and it'll take some time. I'm guessing they're not even going to get to that for 30 to 45 days, but you should do it. Take all these available opportunities. Um, don't put your head in the sand because it's also a first come first serve basis. Um, so this money may not Congress is talking about doing it. Um, some other things that, you know, uh, a quick update, the IFA sent something out. I know a lot of these emerging brands have been panicking about the FASB rule and all of that. Uh, maybe you've seen this already, but today they said that they're going to delay implementation of that for a year. You know, that cuts both ways because a big, and that's the income variation and, and you know, recognition of franchise fees as deferred income over the course or not. They're only going to delay it a year. Honestly, if you're already down the road, if your financial statements are already there, I believe what you can do is be as normal as possible. Get your FDD done, get it launched. I mean, we are what, April 8th? You should be done. If you're not done, you should be very close to being done if you're fiscal year end. And if your fiscal year end is coming up, get it done. That is your core. You want to be normal. You want to be able to present to the world that you didn't have this hiccup because I think I was talking about that before. Um, you don't want to just stop starting the engine is so much harder from a dead stop than, um, than going from normal and franchising is going to pick up. We've done deals. I mean, I don't, you know, it's kind of crazy, but we've done deals. We've done plenty of franchise deals for our franchise or clients. Um, we've done some through broker candidates. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, people are starting to think, where do I want to be? Candidates are thinking the same thing they know they're probably not going back to getting that job. They're probably, so my good friend, um, Joe Matthews had wrote a, a, a thing and he actually got some grief to it. I don't, I don't know why he got some grief, but people were like, oh, it's too soon and that. But I don't think, I think talking about how we're gonna be fine. Whenever you're in the midst of a crisis, people always say, it's never gonna be the same. This is normal now. This is going to be happening. This is permanent. I mean, I remember 9-11. I remember the banking crisis. I mean, everybody was like, oh, it's a shift. It's over. It's done. If you were to go back and read the headlines and the predictions of every crisis that we've had over the last couple of decades, and you were, I mean, I remember, I go all the way back to when I was in college and it was the first Gulf War, right? And they were like, oh, George Bush, we're going to lose 10,000 people and everything. It was like, oh, everything's just going to stop. Now, granted, this is the worst disaster ever because I'm sure even when London was being bombed the pubs were open and the coffee shops were open and people would get their dry cleaning so this one is definitely a shocker and it's really bad however it always looks so much worse when you are in the middle of a crisis so what can you control the PPP loans your employees even if you furlough them keep having a conversation I mean, we, as a team, you know, we're doing a Zoom call. We do a formal one every Wednesday morning, and then we do kind of an open lunch call every Friday that, you know, on the Fridays, we're not talking work. We're just kind of seeing each other's faces. Even if you furloughed people, keep that activity. Keep those things going on. Um, keep some degree of connection. Do that with your franchisees. Um, so another question I got, should brokers have their clients continue or tell them to pause for the moment? I think, all right, so... This is advice. So the question was, should brokers have their clients continue or tell them to pause for the moment? I would give the same advice I would give COVID crisis or not. Don't have commission breath. Don't be thinking about purely yourself. And it's so hard because I know everybody was rocking and rolling and having a great year. And this was going to be a tremendous year, our firm included. I mean, we signed up so many clients and we were moving. But 
you need to be thinking about what's the right thing to do. How will people think about you when the crisis is over and how you acted? So give them the advice that's the best for them. If you have a candidate who had a six-figure job and is now on furlough, and that's why they're looking, you know, just telling them to panic and stop is not necessarily a good thing. So I think you should tell them to continue. Now, they have to be smart. I mean, we have negotiated some reasonable clauses into franchise agreements. I don't think franchisors are willing to give franchise agreement money back and franchise fees back if things don't work out. But if you have a build out, if you have something that's going to happen six months to a year from now, you're betting on yourself. And I would give the franchisees the same advice that I'm giving the franchisors. If you're a candidate and you're thinking of opening a business, um, hold on one second. I have Sandy. Is that you? Hello. Sorry about that. Um, I thought that was Sandy calling through here, but she's muted. But I'm still getting questions, so I, sh I must be uh, still online here. Um, so should brokers have that? So anyway, I would say that you should give that same advice is that candidates should continue to go through the process because if they're not going to get that job back, if they're not going to have that, but be smart about it, be recognizing. I mean, we get pushback from one of the state regulators. What should we do about our item 19? It's too soon to tell. We can't make a true earnings claim. It's, it's the real reason, those of you who have done my webinars and know when I say, how much money can I make? How do you answer that question? The answer is, you don't know. Um, because it's all just buying the business plan. Well, this now more than ever is the best time to practice that. You don't know. You're a liaison for them to make the best decision for them and their family. So it's, there's no black and white. There's some people who say, listen, I'm not ready yet. I was thinking of, I don't know, food, fitness, this, in my area, I'm in New York. I need to pause. Yes, pause. Let's keep talking. Let's keep a conversation. Other people who say, you know, I think commercial real estate, which I think commercial real estate is going to be devastated through this. People are going to be used to working from home. Water retail is going to close. Prices are going to come down. So if you're a local community-based thing, um, if you're a new business, you're going to open up without any of the baggage of the payroll that didn't get paid, all that pain of what we were talking about and forgiveness of loans and straddled with debt. You're going to be able to go in as a franchisee potentially and open up in October, November, or January with none of the baggage of the closure, competing against businesses that were hurt. So there's gonna be a lot of demand to be filled. So I think it's an individual decision. I think it's be kind, be conscious of the advice that you're giving, that it's truly good advice for them. Take the long view, take the long view of your own reputation. What are people gonna say about you when this crisis is over? Were you a pillar of the community that stayed there, was patient, you know, yeah, it means you may not get a commission. It stinks. You know, look, you're an independent contractor. Come Friday, you guys as brokers, you can, you can apply for your own PPP loan. Um, do what you can to survive, but don't do it on the backs of people who are going to come back around and talk about you. This is the time to really build your reputation. Everything you've done, this is the time to really think about how people are going to view you. Um, so another question I got is, do you think taking one of these loans will negatively affect an FDD or a future candidate's decision? Uh, I don't think so. I think actually it's a new normal. I mean, this goes back to don't waste a good recession or a good opportunity. 
Um, nobody knows how we're going to really all view this. It's all going to be relative. All franchisors will not survive. And that's very painful for me to say that. I love franchisors. I love franchising. But I know that not everybody will survive this. So the truth is, if it's between not surviving and surviving, you take a loan. And I don't think it will affect the future candidate's decision. I, I think in the same way that if you have some of these marginal stores and your store count goes from 50 to 40, I mean, come on, you're alive, you have 40 stores, 10 people didn't make it. Under normal circumstances, you go from 50 to 40, that's a real disaster. Under these circumstances, it can be explained away. Yeah, there were 40 stores, they were new stores, they were over leveraged, and um, they couldn't survive the crisis, like a big chunk of America. So um, I would not be thinking about, worried about what's gonna happen in the future. I would take these loans, because we don't know how long this you know, winter is gonna last. So I think you should take the loans and do what you can to survive. If you can take a loan and that can allow you to give relief to your franchisees in the form of royalty rebates, deferments, extra marketing dollars, whatever, some you know, investment in the IT infrastructure so that when they come out of this, the systems are in better shape. If that's what you're doing with the loans to keep your business running, think strategically. What have you really wanted to do where you can spend a day and just think about what's this business look like? Play the long game. You know, that, that's my biggest theme. If you were to ask me what's the most important thing in franchising, it's play the long game. Don't play the short game. The people who play the short game, you see them. They show up at the conferences. They invest lots of money. They want to be the supplier of the year. They want to be the franchisor of the year. They're blah, blah, blah. They spend gazillions of dollars. They sponsor everything, and they're playing the short game, and they're taking franchise fees, and they're gone. Why? Because they didn't play the long game. The people who win in franchising play the long game. Now more than ever. You need to play the long game. So if taking a loan, will it negatively affect your FDD? You know, uh, your lawyers like us, we'll figure out ways to sort of package that and talk about that. You know, are your balance sheet, is it going to take a hit? Probably. Um, that doesn't matter. That's not why people are making a decision. They're making a decision based on what your franchisees say about you and how you handled this crisis. And if taking a loan makes them say positive things, it's a no-brainer. Another, uh, another good question here. Do I anticipate more bankruptcies? Um, yes. So I think so, but it's all, you know, it's all relative. So I think that everybody is going to come through this with scar tissue. Everybody, right? You know, so it's one of the reasons I say don't stop. You know, the old joke, I, I love telling, you know, I've told my kids this, of, you know, you're camping and you hear a big bear outside, you're in the tent with your buddy and you, that bear's coming around, and he's hungry, and you get up, and you start lacing up your sneakers, and your friend turns to you and says, you're crazy. You can't outrun a bear. And you turn to your friend and say, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you. And as harsh as that story may be, that's how you got to think as a franchisor. All the explaining in the future and the marks in the FDB, we're all coming out of this with scar tissue. We're all coming out of it. But it can, it's how bad are you compared to everybody else in the market. It's all a relative measure. Think about yourself, focus on your franchisees, focus on your system, focus on your unit economics when they come back, and then that's, that's I think, where you really need to be, and that's how you position your brand. Um, you know, any chance for forgiveness from the government in the future so these marks don't need to be notated? I, I doubt it. I, I think that one of the challenges people were clamoring with some of the states and, oh, do we need to do this, is that, you know, you got to remember, 
the FDD is written to protect franchisees. It's a picture in time. It's a real picture in time of what happens. You know, I wouldn't even advocate trying to open up a can of worms and trying to re-litigate what should be and should not be in the FDD, where you're going to expose yourself to everybody else who wants all this other bad stuff. So I think that it can be explained. I mean, you know, we had an examiner pushing back saying, hey, you need to put a risk factor that, you know, some government has closed that in COVID. Look, if you're a franchisee candidate over the next 12 months and you didn't know about this crisis, then you're probably too dumb to buy a franchise. Everybody knows about it. So this is something that is just out there and it's aware. Um, so no, I, I don't think there'll be any changes and I don't think there need to be. Um, you know, the bankruptcies, I even think if there will be more bankruptcies for sure, I mean, we've had some calls. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I've always said that, by the way, there's a huge difference in the FTD between litigation and bankruptcy, you know, litigation, Mm, I think that can be avoided. I'm a big stickler about that. I think if you're a franchisor and you're fighting and taking people to court, there's any of us in the industry know there's 19 steps that you can avoid that pain. Bankruptcy, that's part of the American equation. That's part of American capitalism. You get to reboot. You get to hit the startup button. You are encouraged to borrow money, take risks, try to build a business. Guess what? Doesn't always work. Some of our greatest businesses have been built by people who failed many times. So, you know, some of these scars are just part of, that's what people buy, right? Remember the basics. This is like a time to get back to basics. Why do people buy franchises? They don't buy them for your item 19. They don't buy them because you don't have all these little dings and scars. They buy them because they're buying your mistakes, your missteps, your experience. This is just going to make your scars deeper and stronger and you're going to be more conservative and you're probably going to be a better franchisor. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. People go into business. You're scared right now as a franchisor. But think about the person who's a corporate executive pushing paper for 120 grand a year who has no control over what's going to happen. That's the person that's going to walk to you in nine months and say, this was horrible. I have so much left in my 401k. That's actually now a 201k because it got cut in half with the market. But I need to do something for my family. But I've never been in business before. What do I do? How do I go about that? That's the person that you're going to coach and you're going to teach. And all this stress and jumping on this webinars and all these things. And, and that's really for the brokers too. All these things you're going through right now is going to make you have better perspective. It's not about the short-term money. It's about helping a person start a business and you sharing in that success. Um, so, you know, recommendation do I have for Zors and Zs for their employees regarding money or training? how to overcome the, the pandemic. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, I think that that's a, a very good idea. I think good tactical advice is to say, hey, if I'm a 100-seat restaurant, maybe I need to be a 60-seat restaurant. Maybe I, you know, I have to take some extra precautions. If I'm a gym, um, you know, maybe I have a hand-washing station where in the past I used to just, you know, I didn't even think about that. So I think there's some definitely things. This is going to be with us for a couple of years, this mindset of germs. We're out a country of germaphobes. So what can you do? I think that's a very good idea. These are the deep thinking that you should use this period to think deeply about how do you really get to that. Um, so another question was, is it similar to our credit scores after 2009? Yeah, 
we're still, uh, that's a great question. So somebody said, somebody asked a, a, a good question about, think about the credit scores in 2009. Think of how many people got hammered with the market crash and with their credit scores and they couldn't pay bills and they got kicked out. But guess what? Within a couple of years, people are buying homes again. So it's the same thing. You said, yeah, I had this happen to me during the crisis and people say, oh yeah, that makes sense. Which by the way, that's one of the silver linings. So a year ago, if you had one of these faltering stores and you had 15 stores and you're like, ah, they didn't really make it. You know why they didn't make it. They were the wrong candidate. They picked the wrong location. They weren't listening to you. They never marketed. Maybe those guys don't come back on the team and maybe they're happy about that. You had to explain that away before. Well, they were the wrong person. We picked the wrong person, blah, 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 blah. Now you say, uh, COVID, you know? We reopened 80% of our stores. We reopened 75% of our stores. That will not be an uncommon thing to say. You won't have to explain those 25%. So I guess what I'm saying is, don't waste this opportunity. If you have somebody who wants to get out, go, dude. You're out. It's no problem. You know how much time as a franchisor you spend on some of those more difficult franchisees. If they have a path to, to, to move on um, so that you're leaner, meaner, and stronger when you come out of this, that's how you have to be thinking, right? What happens in hibernation? You lose weight. You're going to shed some pounds. Shed all that stuff. Get back to when you were really a pure startup and you were looking at your QuickBooks and every $100 you spent, you were like, oh, that mattered. That's how you should be thinking right now. I'm sure that's how people are thinking right now. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's a great, great question on that. So I, I think you have to really be thinking about this is the new reality. We're going to be a germaphobe culture for, for a while. And, um, and when you get to the point, so add that stuff in, add that stuff into your operations manuals. Think about when the stores open back up, what is that going to mean? What kind of training do you have to do? And, and I don't know. I mean, that's going to be specific to every brand. And for the brokers and consultants on the, on the, on the, um, on the call, you also have to be thinking about, you know, don't have commission breath, think, read, understand, where's this thing gonna go? Start developing these relationships that are long-term in nature. Hey, start exploring now. Um, so do I feel this is the time for Weeksies to fall out of the system and the franchise will grow stronger? Yes, exactly, uh, I believe that. Um, you know, weak franchisees always, always kind of hold down a system, right? And so this is like the new normal you know, fighting in a smaller batch and, um, and, and they're look businesses and, and it's not, you're going to do it on purpose. It's going to happen anyway. Businesses are just like people. They're strong businesses and there's weak. The people who are getting, who are succumbing to this virus are people with underlying conditions, right? How many times have we heard that on the news? Underlying conditions, underlying conditions. And I have family members and people close to me with underlying conditions and I'm scared to death that they're going to get this virus. But Businesses are the same. If you're a business with an underlying condition, you're bad at marketing, you don't have good store counts, you were barely making money, you barely made the payroll before the pandemic, you're in trouble, you know? And, you know, if you're a franchisor and it wasn't working that, don't be afraid to throw in the towel also. I mean, I hate to say that, but maybe now's not the time. Maybe now recognizing that's contradicting. If you feel you have a strong business and a, and a really good, you know, value proposition for franchisees, then you should be hitting the gas, not the brakes, because we're going to come out of this. But if you don't and you need to reinvent yourself, maybe you stop franchising and you hit the brakes on everything. You go back to your corporate stores and you spend a year recognizing it's going to take you a while to get back up to speed from a slow start. But if you have to explain to the world, hey, interesting, Jane, 
Why did you stop franchising in 2020? Uh, COVID, almost lost my business. I decided to focus on keeping my family safe and keeping my economics and I reinvented the business. Don't miss this opportunity to hit the reset button on the things that were bothering you in the back of your mind that you were like, ooh, if I could only have a pause, I would do X, Y, and Z. Now, you know, if I were taking that advice, I would be running right now instead of hitting the fridge four times a day. But it's still a good time to be thinking about, you know, what you should be hitting the pause on, where you should be really um, reinventing that. Um, and yeah, it's a good, another question. Could this be a good time for franchise brokers to see what franchise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, connect with the brokers. People want to talk right now. People, you know, some people have the time. And like I said, we don't, because we're busy with registrations, but um, connect. They can connect with their Zors, see how they're working with their Zs. See if you can help at all. You know, see if you have local people. See if you can talk about the optimism. Franchisors, franchising should come back. That's going to be good for franchisees. You're going to be a good system. Openly talk about this stuff. Hey, we want to help. What can we do to help? Franchise brokers might have some time. Lead flow is probably down. So talk to the franchisors. Hey, anything I can help you with? You know, it goes a long way. Be kind to one another. And listen, I, I, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring too. If anybody on this call, broker, franchisor, something, something bothering you, something I can help you with, I'm not turning on my clock. I'm doing it as my contribution to the community in the same way I think everybody else can. So, um, so I open myself up on, on that as well. Um, so another question was, can I discuss the state registrations for FTDs and if any delays happening? Yes. So you're, there's a bunch of states. Indiana came out with, um, I think they were pushing until June. Um, California gave some wonky guidance. The problem is, just like my answer about the FDD on a federal level, a lot of the stuff is ingrained in statutes. So it's not so easy to close. So some of the guidance that the state registrations are giving, but you have to weigh that against the public policy that FDDs and state registrations are designed to give people sufficient information to make an informed decision. So they're going to delay things, but then that means the document's out of date anyway after April 30th. So it's not as easy as people think. It's not as easy as a regulator to just say, hey, boom, you're done you know, for two weeks. So I think you are going to have some people go dark. Um, some of the states are saying, well, you can disclose, but then you have to rescind if you don't offer. Um, so I think that it's, it's, it's a moving target. A lot of states have loosened the requirements for paper documents. Those of you who are on this call might be like, what? They're still sending paper documents? Yeah, so the majority of states, we would still literally be FedExing paper documents. They've now said that they would accept them by email. Wonderful. Some by CD, you know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think there are going to be some delays. But, you know, for both the franchisors and the brokers, I think you're going to see some people going dark in certain states. I think you just have to be on top of it. Um, it's a moving target. It depends how soon things get turned back on. I think the state regulators are going to also be a little bit overwhelmed and burdened and not, you know, they're not in their offices and they probably don't have the same sort of flexibility that we have to just jump on a laptop and jump on a Zoom call. Um, they're in a much more regimented format. So you're going to see a lot of delays. My, my advice is full steam ahead. If you were going to get everything done and out by the 20th, get it out by the 20th and don't get in line. The line is going to be longer and take longer, worse than ever. So get in line as soon as you can. Um, but when you're talking to candidates, yeah, that's going to be a very real thing. 
And I think it's important for brokers to explain to the candidates who are really new to franchising that there are going to be delays and some of these guys can't sell. And that's why they can't sell in Illinois because, you know, they changed the rules. So I think that's a, um, that's an important question. Um, you know, specifically, there's been a bunch of noise. I could probably sit here and run down the states, but I don't, I don't think that's necessarily going to help anyone to know that, yes, some states are giving leeway, but, um, but you're intersecting that with the Federal Trade Commission guideline that you're going dark 120 days after your fiscal year end. So no matter what the states are saying, on April 30th, if you were a calendar year franchisor, you can't sell. Your FDD is now stale. So, um, so that's something to really take into consideration. It's not, that's not something that is going to be on anybody's radar screen and change that they open that can of worms. It's going to intersect with the public policy that these FDDs are done to disclose to people. And now more than ever, I think people are going to say, Hey, we want to really disclose to people. So, um, you know, stands the reason are these closures going to be material changes? Is the item 19 going to be out of date? Control what you can control. Work with your franchise attorney and, you know, just stay informed and go week by week. Get your documents in order. Take care of your franchisees. You know, if you have prospects, be open and honest with them. Be realistic. Reset your own budgets. You know, that's the thing. You get in denial. Me too. We were having a great year. Things were, we were humming. But, you know, you get in denial, then you, what are those stages of grieving? Then you, then you get angry about it and then you're that. And then you're just like, okay, this is what we got to do now. So redo your budgets, redo everything, redo the whole timeline. And by making your franchisees raving fans of you as a franchisor and for the brokers on the line, find out which franchisors are doing that so that you're queuing your candidates up to know that when this thing is all over, you're going to have some really good systems to go into. Um, so should, should checking if franchisors have a candidate to make sure they're still alive? Yeah, I think so. I, I think you should check with the franchisors before you send them on. And I think everybody should just be very transparent. Um, but if you're a franchisor, don't be afraid to do a deal right now. I mean, why not? Um, and maybe, yeah, why not? Don't, don't be afraid to do a deal right now. But be transparent with that candidate. Don't be taking advantage of people. Don't do a deal because you need to pay your bills. Do a deal because it's the right thing to do when you're planning for the future. Um, what recommendations do I broker specifically? You know, do the right thing. Do the right thing for yourselves. Do the right thing for your industry. You know, this is a time that the broker community can show the greater franchisor community that they're, they're in it for franchising and for franchisors to be successful and for their candidate franchisees to be successful. So, you know, don't have commission breath. Don't be thinking about the deal. Slow the deals down if people are getting a little too hyper and really understand if someone's making a buying decision, keep going through that process, but be very conscious of and, you know, be their coach. Be their coach and, and, and you know, get back to basics. Why are they buying? Because there's more uncertainty, which... From a broker standpoint, my specific advice to the brokers is this uncertainty is a great exercise in getting back to the fundamental role that you play. You're not telling them how much money they're going to make because you don't know. You didn't know it three months ago, but you really don't know it today because everything's uncertain. You're matching that up. You're saying, here's your personality, what I think you're good at. 
here's a system that I know and I trust and I like these people and I've met the owner and I think they're going to take care of you. I think you two guys would hit it off. Why don't you go on a date? That's your job as a broker. You should still be doing that. You should be doubling down on doing that and giving them the coaching and giving them the guidance and telling them and not getting into the FDD and getting into the weeds and thinking about the numbers or trying to be their banker or their CPA or their lawyer. You're their matchmaker. You're the person that knows what makes them tick and knows what makes a franchise system tick. And you're connecting those two parts and you're saying, call the franchisees, see the franchisors. Maybe that's what you do. You pick up the phone and you call the franchisor and you say, hey, how are you doing? I want to send you candidates, but I want to know, you know, how are you feeling in all this? What, and, if, and if you're getting that warm feeling that the franchisor is saying, you know, we're going to see through this and I'm taking care of my franchisees and I'm doing X, Y, and Z, um, then you can feel more comfortable to tell the candidate, you know, this is a leader. This is a brand I think that's going to make it because they may not all make it. Don't lie. Be honest about it. And, and I think that's, that's how brokers should have a real big reality check. And, and I think then they're going to come out of this. Um, do I anticipate any new laws related to franchise sales because of COVID? I don't think so. I don't think, you know, it, notwithstanding all these rules that have come out so quickly, um, I, I, it's too soon to tell. I think laws typically, I mean, you know, the exception here is the disaster recovery and all this stuff that came out with the PPP loans. And I, and I, I think they did a fine job on that. And I, obviously restaurants are hurting because they don't think it's enough and blah, blah, blah. Never it's going to be happy, but they did a fine job of getting that done quickly. And, um, but no, I don't think there's going to be any new laws necessarily. I mean, who knows? Um, I don't think, I think if we do our, what we're supposed to do as franchise sales professionals, um, I don't see any need for further regulation. Um, there might be some clarity in terms of footnotes and asterisks in terms of what happened with the sales numbers and what happens with this. But, you know, since everybody's in the same boat and this was an external force affecting our industry, um, I, you know, I don't think, I don't think that will happen. Um, another question is, are virtual discovery days sufficient replacement for in-person right now? Yeah, I think they are. I have a candidate who's a service business. Their business has been hurt, but not crippled. Um, and they had some people who are still looking at it. Actually, they're closing a deal and they're doing virtual discovery days and they're getting all the people together and they're doing it. It's a Zoom meeting. Um, you know, it's not as good. But look, you know, those of you who know me, I'm like a hugger and a shaker. I don't know what I'm going to do when the world comes back on. So, you know, I'm, I'm a connection person. So I think in-person discovery days fulfill a human element that is very, very important in a relationship element that Zoom meetings won't replace. But look, my family, we're having Zoom Easter. It's not a replacement for our Easter dinner that we love to host. But you know what? I don't think my parents should be coming into our house right now. And I don't think my brother with his young kids should be coming into our house right now. So we're going to do a Zoom meeting and we're going to have a Zoom Easter. Is it a sufficient replacement? As a lawyer, I would say it's not a sufficient replacement, but it's a reasonable replacement given the circumstances. So yeah, I would do discovery days. Why not? Uh, maybe they're one-on-ones. Maybe they're different. Maybe you change the format. But, and I think you obviously approach COVID. You don't, you talk about the elephant in the room, but yeah, why not? You should be doing that. That's a good, that's a good idea. If you haven't done that already with some of my clients, you should be setting up a virtual discovery day. People are going to be afraid to get on airplanes for a while now. Um, and this is the new normal. So.